Hey, Karen, how are you? I'm great. How are you, Leah? Yeah, so good to see you. You too, and thanks so much for having me. I'm so excited hey. to be chatting with you. Yeah, absolute pleasure. Now, you are um, a salesperson in beautiful Dubbo with Bob Berry. Now, you started working with Bob and his business in 1986, is that right? That's right. So, it's just a little while ago. Yeah. Not too long. Seems like only a little while ago. So yes, yeah, started with him as a receptionist and yep. then over the years continued to work there on and off. I did go and do other things, but continued to work with him on and off and worked my way through the business, reception into property management, office management, um, and then yep. into sales. So I've been in sales virtually full time since about 2011, but wow. I did have a year off from 2015 to 2016. Yeah. Okay. So what, uh, what led you to have that year off? Um, I'd just gotten to the point in about 2014, 2015, I was, um, at that time, I was number one in the area, yeah. which was great. There's a lot of great agents here in Dubbo. So there is, yeah. there is. So to be able to reach that position was a real thrill, but I was just basically burnt out. I was just working too long hours. Um, I didn't have a, an assistant. I um, obviously should have made some life changes then that I didn't. And so in the end, it just got all too hard. So I just resigned, much to Bob's surprise. And it was very hard saying mm -hmm. that to him because he's like family. Um, yeah. So talk me through that thought process because I've, like, I've been at Lang and Simmons for 25 years, right? Mm. Um, so, and don't, I don't want anyone to think that I'm thinking about leaving because that's no. not at all. <laughs> um, but it's just just the whole conversation around somewhere where you feel like it, you're part of the family, mm. how you would have felt, I'm sure. Um, how do you have that conversation and how do you get to that point that you actually do leave? So I think, um, and it's... And when you're working with a, a business like this in a smaller business for so long, you do really become part of the family. Yeah. But is it really a family? And so I think like any family, a business can have its ups and downs. So yeah. for me, I was like the, uh, not necessarily teenager because I think I was a bit more mature than that, but it was almost like it's time for me to leave home. I need to leave yeah. home. I can't do this anymore. I'm tired. I'm overwhelmed. I need to go and find myself again yeah. and um look he he was trying to be very persuasive to keep me there which he's I a really, very good salesperson he is look and he's been the best mentor and teacher to nice. me over the years I'm yeah. so lucky to have learned under him I really don't think without him that I'd really be where I am yeah. I certainly didn't in real estate wasn't my intention when I first left school, but it's where I've ended up and where I've stayed. And, and it's been a great career for me. It's created great opportunities. I think um, particularly for women and men that yeah. there's not many other careers where we can actually work flexibly and we get rewarded for the harder we work, the more money we actually earn. Mm, so absolutely. that's a great thing. Like I'm really grateful to be, to work, be working in this. And plus I just love houses. I love yeah. property. I never tire of it. So oh, that's awesome. Um, so you left in 2015 um, and you came back, but you were enticed back to be a business owner. Tell me about that. Yeah. So Bob kept in touch with me over that year. He was still the owner at that particular point. 
and um, I was a supervisor at Crown Lands and really happy there. So working with a great um, bunch of people and um, learning lots and it was a busy section of um, state government, so I really enjoyed that mm. and um, had a, a number of meetings with Bob and I, at that point, I'm still in that recovery phase of the the burnout and I just look no the, I no I'm happy where I am etc cetera, etc cetera. and um then he caught up with me for lunch and he just went look Karen um I've decided to sell the business mm-hmm. and I'm offering it to four other employees and I'd like to offer it to you as well so there was there in there were going to be five of us five, yeah and at that point in time I wasn't sure if that's really what I wanted to do because um as I said, just knowing what I'd come from and then knowing going back into it, just how busy and that that I would be. But having said that, I also knew that it was going to be a great opportunity as well. Mm. So after some discussion and Bob being the great salesperson that he is, he enticed me to go back as a shareholder and director in the business with the other four employees. And so that was about mid-2016 when we did that. Yeah, yeah. There's a lot of um, a lot of really good salespeople go down that business ownership road because they think that's that's the next step, right? You're a good salesperson, so then you have to go out and do it for yourself. But it's not always the right thing for every salesperson, is it? No, that's right. And I'd previously um, owned a business. A, a girlfriend and I actually started a drive-through coffee shop here in Dubbo. Yes, you do, okay. Which was great. Yeah, that's right. I'm a real estate agent. I go yeah. off for a year and a half <laughs> and do that. So that was a lot of fun um just creating that business and the business development and getting it all up and running and previously I had had been the office manager in Bob Bob Berry Real Estate too so I was quite attuned to what running a business was like and and how it would be Um, but I think when you're if you're a salesperson and a leading salesperson it takes up a lot of time and energy and effort as it is. And so then when you become a business owner and even though I had other partners, it's still effectively another part-time job on top of your full-time job as being lead sales agent. I just got to the point where in 2018, um, it was just one of those years where everything seems to go wrong. So I had um, serious health issues. I had some relationship issues. My One of my children also was having some struggles. Um, mm. Of course, I just decided to go and renovate a house during that oh, time. Oh, good too. idea. Yes, yeah, yeah. And um, I just continued to work. I really should have, while I wasn't well, I should have taken a few months off to get better, but I just continued to work really hard because I felt an obligation to the business and to yeah. the other directors. And, and that's the way we've been bought up as well right you sold your on suck it up yes yeah, exactly suck it up, suck it up. Yeah, yeah absolutely so keep going so yeah. suck it up so um onwards I kept going so it actually took me about nine months to um get over um my illness and in retrospect it probably would have only taken me a couple of months if I hadn't had allowed myself so I was being I was actually quite silly and yeah. now looking back but when you're in it and you're just trying to survive and you're yeah. treading water and you've got all these demands from clients and things like that and you want to give the great service and the great results um you just keep give 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 giving so by the end of 2018 um Uh, my bucket was quite empty Mm. halfway through there I'd actually come across um some of Sherry Storer's posts and build your best life so that's sort of like when I'm 
in the midst of it and I just saw it and went, I want my best life. <laughs> <laughs> it was just like this holy grail. I just wanted it and I could just see it and feel it and imagine it but just didn't know how to get there. So yeah. um, Sherry was a great help during that period. She encouraged me to take uh, a month off towards the end of 2018. I actually went to Peru with a girlfriend, which wow. was the best thing because, as you know, when you're a real estate agent, the way to get away from a mobile phone is to leave the country so there's no service. Correct. Yeah, correct. So um, that was really good. So getting away with no mobile phone service and just having that time to get some headspace. Yeah, giving you the space to think through what you really, yeah, what does your best life look like? Yeah, look like, that's right. Because I think we all just get so busy being busy that we don't have time to really work that out or to think about totally. that. So. So I um, came back from that trip in November, um, having made the decision that I was going to speak with the directors about selling my share in the business yeah. back to them and then just simply just focus on my sales. So um, much to their credit, they were great and yeah. they said yes. And so the sale of my share actually went through mid last year. So yeah. I'm now just um, solely uh, a sales agent, which yep. I love, and that's what I love doing. So I can actually focus on that with my with my time, um, and then I've also since with Sherry's help, and also just with her encouragement, I suppose, just really taking a look at my life and working out what actually does my best life look like because it doesn't necessarily... Yeah, I was just going to ask you that. What does your best life look like? Yes, well, I've, I've finally come to the realisation too that it doesn't have to be about the numbers. So mm. I think in our industry we're so focused on the top 5% and increasing GCI and increasing our transactions and things yeah. like that. But when we get caught up in that, um, what happens is that's what we just slowly become focused in. And those top 5% earners, like they work really hard. I don't think people really appreciate what it takes to get to that level. So yeah. they work extraordinary hours. They put in a lot of work. Um, they really deserve their success. But and I think you've mentioned this before, Leanne, on one of your podcasts that I've listened to, we can have it all, but we can't necessarily have it all all at once. Correct. Absolutely. You can't have it all at the same time. That's yeah, it. Sure. So when we're um, striving to be at that level, it means that there's other areas in our life that are missing out. So yep. that could be our personal relationships. It could be just time for ourselves. It could be our health, our fitness, um, spiritual life, whatever the case may be. So what I've done is I've made the decision to like not necessarily pull back my numbers, but probably just pull back the the way that I or the amount of time that I'm working and try and improve the way that I'm working. Yep. So then that way I'm still delivering that quality service to my clients, which is what's really important. Yeah, that's what drives you, right? You, it. It's really important to you. Yeah. It is. So giving giving them that those great results and value for what they're paying um, for me to provide that service. Yeah. But and then at the same time creating space in my life. So I'm now, like, I've now joined a gym. I've done a transcendental med meditation course. I'm exercising more. I'm, I'm spending more time with my family, my friends, and things like that. So, Sounds like you've got a balanced life. Well, I thought that was a mythical look, creature. I thought that was look, a unicorn nobody could achieve. <laughs> 
I, I can't say that I've perfected it yet at all. <laughs> it's something that I'm certainly working on and I just have to quit it, keep adjusting. So yeah. last year I had, um, I decided in order to do this, I decided that I was going to set a limit of, say, 15 listings at a time. Yeah, that's really interesting because most, I mean, 15 is still good going, right? That's still, a, that's still busy if, you're, if they're saleable. Well, I've now pulled it back to 10. Oh, yeah. Because, okay. yeah, because what happened was I thought 15 would be enough, it would be low okay. enough, yeah. but it was still too busy. So, but that took, that was really hard for me to do too, because again, as an agent, we have this fear that if we say to someone, look, I'm sorry, I'm booked up, I can't take you on at this point, that they're going to go to somewhere, someone else who are going to lose business. Sure. So, we have all of this fear around, um, like it's a roller coaster with real yeah. estate. So yeah. having that fear that if I don't have enough listings, there's not going to be enough. But I've been really, really lucky. People are happy to wait or I might get down. That's to- not luck, love. <laughs> Thank you. That's not luck. That's I think you. obviously a reflection of your skill. I, um, I appreciate that. I've been doing this. I've been practising this for a long time. Yeah, so you sure have. So, so how many transactions would you do in a year? Um, so look, I would normally do about 50 transactions in a year, but yeah. now that I've pulled back to about my 10 listings yeah. at a time and with the whole COVID thing, I'm probably looking at about 40, I'd say for. Still, um, yeah, just, that's still good going, isn't it? I mean, that's, yeah, yeah. yeah. And the other thing is too, I think that um, in order to have work-life balance, we can still earn a really good income, Yeah. but we have to actually go, well, how much, how much is enough? Totally. But we can just keep earning and working and earning and working. But why? Why are you doing it? What? What do you? Yeah. Why do you need the money? What are you going to do with it? So you've got to focus in on on that whole why. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. So, so I think um, that's been a part of my journey too. Is like going, okay, well, how much is enough? So forty trans- transactions a year will be enough for me to live comfortably and to do the things that I want to do. And yeah. Um, and, and grow from there. So it's been a whole, I suppose, just a, a, a subtle adjustment um, and just setting those boundaries and yeah. also just learning to say no. Um, that's been a hard Yeah, thing. I'm not very good at that. Neither am I. And learning to ask for help too rather than going, yeah. I'll do it, I'll do it, it's okay. So yeah. even things that weren't my responsibility, yeah, I know, yeah. I'll do it. So can I tell you, I was actually, when COVID hit, and um, after the first couple of weeks where, when we kind of realised this is, this is getting real, um, I had to cancel all of those trips mm. and I felt like I just had this massive weight lifted off my shoulders because I couldn't go anywhere. Yeah. So it wasn't about me choosing to say no. It was about not being able to go anywhere and having to stay at home and having to, you know, obviously still working but not travelling I had dozens of trips, dozens of speaking um, engagements to do over the, this period of time. I felt like I could breathe again. So, look, yeah. I, I was the same. And I think there's so many people out there that felt that too, not yeah. only in our industry, but in a lot of a industries. Lot. Yeah. It, it gave us an excuse to actually stop yeah. um, because it was actually everyone was doing it. So that was yeah. okay. Yeah. And I think it also gave us an excuse to, to actually sit down and redefine what success looks like to us. Yeah. Yeah. So I actually sat down and did a goals grid. So I put on it what I'd like to achieve, yeah. um, which is what we all normally do with our goals. Mm-hmm. And I also, in the grid, I put down what I'd like to eliminate 
from my life. Mm, okay. I'd also like, I also wrote down to um, what, what I wanted to avoid in my life. Yeah. And I also wanted to, uh, I also wrote down what I wanted to preserve because the problem is when we're trying to achieve those goals, um, what happens is quite often something that we already have in our life that we actually love yeah. gets pushed to the wayside. So yeah. it was really important to me that I didn't lose those things that I already had in my life that I loved. Um, but I could also work at eliminating those things that I didn't want and make sure I avoided the things I didn't want. And how then hard was that, um, how hard was that process? Sometimes it's hard to be really clear on everything that it is that you love, that you hate, that you you want to bring in, that you want to avoid. You know, I, sometimes you're so busy running that you don't. It's hard to get that clarity, doesn't it? Yeah, it is. And I think again, that's where the where COVID um, allowed yeah. us extra time to have that clarity. Even though we were still being busy, then running around with the inspections by appointment and, yeah. and things like that. Um, it certainly gave me, like for me, I actually thought, I actually like doing inspections by appointment. Yeah. I, so now I would, when listings first come on, I tend to put aside a whole day for a brand new listing coming, coming on and book in 10 minute inspections by appointment and social media and things like that. So then that way they have 10 minutes on their own to, to inspect the property. Plus I'm limiting the amount of people that people, can come yeah. through. And I just think I can have better quality conversations with people one-on-one than what oh, I can yeah. with open for inspection. So yeah. I think again, for our industry from, and for me, COVID has highlighted that I really enjoy inspections by appointment for those connections. A rather- lot of people have said the same thing. And of course I'm old. I'm, I'm so old that, um, uh, open homes didn't exist when I was an agent. Yeah, we used we're to the do same age. By, yeah. we're, not old. we're babies. <laughs> <laughs> um, we, um, yeah, we all did. That was all we did was buy appointment, and and you develop so much the the relationship you develop with your buyers, who are ultimately going to be your vendors next yes. time around. Yeah, um, really made it worthwhile. Yes, um, yeah. Unless you had 90 inspections over a weekend, then that was a bit of a challenge. Yeah, it's busy. It's busy. But what I've also found is that a lot of people actually appreciate that day when I open isn't a Saturday. It's during the week. Uh, yeah, okay. They actually appreciate because they, they all, a lot of buyers comment to me that they're so busy trying to get around to all of those open for inspections in one day. Yeah. They don't have time to really fully inspect a property. So. Yeah. Um, doing that too has allowed me to open up and free up a lot of my Saturdays. So I may not work every Saturday now. So to have two days off in a row, in a row, and it feels like a holiday. Yeah, it so, does. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So um, yeah, that's awesome. Yeah. So there's been a lot of lot of good things that have come out of COVID. Out of COVID. I mean, obviously there's been some horrible things too, and I feel for those people, but. Uh, again, as I said, it's really been an opportunity to, I think, redefine what success looks looks like that's not just based on our numbers. Yeah, totally. I think there's more and more people that are starting to feel that way. Yeah. Um, but as an industry, we still do um, idolise the multi-million dollar um, writer and, um, yeah. Oh, look. And we do, like we all look at it and go, wow, that looks incredible yeah. and and it would be, although I can imagine the amount of work and obviously they need to have a great team behind them too to be able oh, to yeah. achieve that. So yeah. it, it just doesn't happen overnight and it's not magic. It comes down to their determination, yeah. their work ethic and their commitment to get to that. So yeah, totally. I really do admire them for doing that. Yeah, 
Absolutely. But I really, um, I admire you for, for being focused on what's true for you and finding a way for this to all work and you to have that, um, that satisfaction. Mm, um, thank I you. think it's awesome. No, I appreciate that. And I look, and I probably, I, well, I do, I admire um, Bob Berry Real Estate too for just having the faith and the trust in me just to allow me to do yeah. this too because uh, I imagine that when I first said to them, look, I want to sell my share, I want to just sell, they instantly probably would have thought she's going out on her Forget own. Forget it. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, because yeah, yeah. that's what happens a lot of times. Of but, um, yeah, but again, they're family to me yeah. and, um, and that's where... I feel comfortable and I think that's where I do my best work. Yeah, that's, yeah, fantastic. Now, you mentioned that you've started meditating. Is that how long ago did you start doing that? Yes. And tell me about that process because people always say to me, um, oh, there's no way I can meditate. I can't keep my mind, I can't slow my mind down. But, you know, what people don't understand with meditation is that's kind of the point. Yes. You're learning how to, 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 to slowly but surely um, and when the, the thoughts come in, you just have to move them on. So exactly. it's not about, yeah. So tell me about how that process went for you. Um, so I've always tried meditation on and off over the years. So I, I yeah. am, so I believe in that whole spirituality and yeah. the benefits that it can provide to us. Um, but had never really gotten into a, a routine or pattern. I'd pick yeah. it up and then get it started and then stop and then get busy and distracted and so forth. Me. That's yeah. me. Yeah. yeah. So that was my pattern too. So. Yeah. I, um, there's a transcendental meditation teacher here in Dubbo and he provided a four day course. So mm -hmm. paid for the course, it's one-on-one -on -one, yeah. and transcendental meditation is, it's similar to Vedic med meditation if you've ever done that. So it's actually where they provide you with an individualized mantra, yeah. which is a word that has no association. So when you think of apple, you instantly think of an apple. So you mm -hmm. think so this word is just a sound that everyone and everyone has their own different sounds. So it's just yeah. a matter of look to, to summarize it briefly, just to concentrate on this ma mantra or sound in your mind over and over and over again. And yep, thoughts do come in, yeah. but it's simply just a matter of recognizing that they're there and just letting them sort of float through. Yeah. And again, I'm a work in progress with that. Um, yeah. I, meditation so good for me because it does slow me down i am one of those um when i'm like three years ago two years ago when i was crazy busy and out of control i'm almost manic like i talk quickly i run quickly i work quickly yeah. type quickly like everything's just quick yeah. so it's on fire like it's, everything's like on yeah. two speed yeah. So meditation is really good because it actually just helps me slow down, ground myself, pull myself back. And it's just amazing how when you create that space in your life too for that quiet time, actually what comes to you, like the thoughts, the insights and things like that. Like just like when I said that I went away overseas for four weeks and had that space and time to allow things to come to me, meditation, I suppose, for me is that oppor that same opportunity without having to spend $5,000 to go overseas mm. for four weeks. So um, I try to do it 20 minutes in the morning and 20 minutes in the afternoon mm -hmm. again that doesn't always happen. But even if I could just do 10 minutes, that's okay. Yeah. 
and on the really busy days, five minutes. So I have an alarm in my clock to remind me. If I don't have reminders, it doesn't happen. Um, If it's not in my calendar, it doesn't happen. So um, I'm doing that. I'm I'm not. uh, Another thing that I've changed too is I used to always feel guilty about not being part of the five a.m. club. So I, um, you know, everyone's like, yeah, five a.m. No, no, four thirty. I get up. I get. I start training at ten past four. It's like, oh, good God, people. Yeah. Yeah, So I just, I can't do that. I can't do that. I had um, read recently a book called Why Do We Sleep by Matthew Walker, and it was fascinating. So in that, he actually, like he's a sleep expert, and he actually cited studies where elite athletes, so this is Olympians, had um, were previously getting up and training early. So they tested their results getting up to an alarm and training early versus them getting up when they naturally woke. Their circadian mm-hmm. rhythm said that they could wake. Their results, even though it's like down to point whatever of a second, yeah. but their results were consistently better when they allowed their bodies to wake naturally rather than getting up early in the morning to train. And then even having um, mid, like having those 20 minute power naps too, just the difference that that can, can do. So yeah. yeah, So now I just allow myself to wake up naturally. I actually don't really start work until about 10 a.m., 10.30 in the morning Yeah, right. because I get up, I do the meditation, I have a good breakfast, I exercise, and I do all of that first up in the morning because I know that I won't get it done in the evening because I'll be too busy and I'll be too distracted yeah. with work. So yeah. I then start work at about 10, 10.30, and then I may work into the evening, but I'll tend to be tasks where I can just sit on my laptop in my living room with my family, still conversing with them, but um, just get, getting that done. The other yeah. thing too is just working in short bursts and sprints, like if yep. without the distractions. Um, I'm working from home most of the time now too from COVID, which I think yeah. is great. I'm so much more productive because yeah. I don't have those work distractions. I love the team and everyone being around, but I can just push through more work and which just creates more time to enable me to do the things that I want to do right now. Yeah. Yeah, there'll be a lot of agents out there um, being very jealous that you can start work at 10 or 10.30 and still do 40-odd transactions a year. That's amazing. But when you make the space to work the way that you work best, where you're your most productive, it makes sense, right, that you're happier and more, more successful. And I think that's what it's about. It's just working out what's right for you as an individual. Yeah. And for some people, starting early works best for them. And, yeah. um, and that's great. But for me, I, um, I've worked out that that's what works best for me. If I don't do it this way, I don't end up exercising. I don't end up meditating. I don't end up he- eating healthily. So they're all the things that now that are becoming more of a priority to me, yeah. um, along with delivering that great customer service. So it's just, um, and doing that goals grid really made me realize yeah. what I was missing out in my life or what I was pushing aside, I suppose, more than anything. And did you do that on your own or did you have help um, getting focused and directed to do your goals grid? Um, I actually had someone who recommended it to me, which was okay. great. Because I've never actually heard of that. Um, I've, I've heard of lots of different ways to do things, but I've not heard of a goals grid. Yeah, so I'd never heard of it either. But when I actually sat down, it was just, and I didn't do it, just in one sitting, like I started doing it. And then because you know how then something will pop up and then, so I thought over this weekend, I'm just going to work on my goals grid. So then by Monday, I then had my grid and then I've just slowly been moving um, my eliminating 
items, so the things in that are in my eliminating column, across to that now my avoiding column. Because if once I eliminate them, I then want to continue avoiding yeah, them. I don't okay. want to back in my life. Yeah. So I'm just slowly moving those things across. And then my achieve goals, I'm just slowly moving them across to my preserve goals. So, um, and they don't have to be work-oriented or work-related no, all the time. Yeah. So yeah. I think we need to work towards that balanced life if we can like and there's yeah. no perfect balanced life no but there's not yeah i call it um, work-life integration yes so i yes. think it's really hard to it is really hard to balance and i think um everything has become more integrated it's not there's not a separation between home and, and work like there once was no so, and particularly um, now so yeah exactly i'm yeah. in my lounge room <laughs> yeah i'm at home too so. yeah exactly um have, is, is there any if people are interested in finding out more about the goals grid is there any resources or, or something reading that you can um, direct it's them to called, i think it's by fred nichols and ray ledgerwood okay from um, memory so if they google that um okay they might be able to find it. Yeah, I'll um, I'll um, I'll Google it and get Shan to put it in the in the show notes. Yeah, great. Yeah, beautiful. Well, we have been speaking for half an hour. Would you believe it? Really? I know. It just That's goes by so, so quickly. fast. I know, <laughs> but it's been amazing to catch up with you. Thank you so much for fitting me into your busy day because oh. I know how flat out you are. No, no, and you too. You are just like superwoman. I have oh. no idea how you achieve everything that you do, but you are honestly, you're an inspiration to us. Oh, that's so, so sweet. Thank you. That you do to help us. We appreciate it. Oh, thank you so much. It's been lovely to catch up. I'll talk to you, you soon. You too. Okay, okay bye. bye.